you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Julia Starczyk. Welcome, Julia. Hi, hello, everyone. So I'm super excited for today's conversation because it's going to be a little bit different. Julia have a background in construction and the likes and don't just manage people directly, but also need to make sure that other stakeholders and other staff and so on is actually doing what they're supposed to do and on time and all this good stuff. But Julia, just before we jump into all this fun conversations, would you mind giving people a little bit of background about you and how you ended up where you are today? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, my name is Julia and I have been working in the construction industry for the last 10 years or so. Uh, I specialize in uh, privately owned high-end residential projects. So that means I usually work with the, with the end user, the client who's going to occupy the property at the end. Uh, and I usually work with people having to spend, you know, um, one million pounds plus uh that that's pretty much most of my career i used to work in a construction company uh when i was leaving a couple of years ago i was on a position of a commercial director and basically i opened up my my own consultancy and started to help people on my own sounds fantastic and sounds fun yeah well it's all it's not always fun but usually it is I get to see some really cool houses, especially in London. So, yeah. Nice. That sounds solid. So tell us a little bit more about your background sort of with construction and so on, right? Because obviously managing people directly is one thing, but also having lots of other people around that have to do the right thing and so on. Uh, what, what's some of the key lessons you've learned from that? Well, personally, I, I started working, you know, directly on site. It was, you know, back in 2010 when I started, it was a fancy name of being a junior project manager. But to be fair, I'd probably call it today as an assistant of a site manager. So I was based on site. I was, I was basically running around all the people, taking orders, making sure they've got material for the next day, making sure they have everything around them, whatever, whatever it was they, they needed. And making sure that what they were actually doing was correct. So um, to be fair, it, it was it was like management of people, but I was learning a lot from those people. And because of that, I gained a huge respect to all the tradesmen as well, because they knew everything I didn't know. Uh, I could help them in terms of the language barrier. I could help them in terms of, you know, making purchases, getting stuff there quicker and, and this kind of thing. So it, it was quite an interesting experience to see how the mechanics work, how both of us had to help each other out to make this, this work happen. And at the same time, you know, in construction, we always have more than just the people we directly work with, right? There are neighbors, you always have to consider them somewhere along the line, unless you live in the rainforest somewhere. Um, and you've got all the other people involved, like the, the first job I've done happened to be on the first floor of, of a building. And, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the large bulky items had to be carried through the balcony over the pavement. 
So we had to consider all of the people using the, the pavement as well when we were trying to, to get whatever it was upstairs. There's the, you know, all the designers, architects, interior designers, M&E designers, AV people, loads of other, loads of other stuff, loads of other people to be considered along the way. So management in the construction world isn't really such a simple world as it looks like, but like you mentioned in our conversation before, it's not only in construction industry, there's loads of other. No, I mean, you see the same sometimes in big web projects and so on, where sometimes it's even multiple companies working on the same project, but different parts of it and so on. Right. So that's, yeah, that, that happens a lot for sure. So um yeah so super interesting super interesting so so what what did you actually do like what was the things you figured out that that worked really well when you had to control so many aspects to to make sure everything was went smooth um well it's probably not going to be a surprise but you know effective communication was the point number one uh and it's kind of you know one one of the foundations when it comes to to effective management in general i think is if people know that they can come to you with their problems however small and however unrelevant they might seem they're always gonna they're always gonna come they're always gonna use that and they're always gonna try to gain the information before something bad happens or before you know a mistake happens on the way uh, and at the same time, if you if you think about, you know, all the all the other things that 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 are needed in terms of the the planning, in terms of time, budget, you know, the the people along the way, as in the clients and whatever their expectations might 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 be, the quality of the work and everything around that, it always comes down to how well was it communicated? Did somebody say I want to move in for Christmas? Did somebody say, I want to spend a million of pounds and not a penny more? And usually the answer is no. They thought that this is what they're leading towards, but they never really say it out, out loud. And when we're trying to manage all of these, you know, different aspects and elements, it's not really that easy to, to, to guess and have, you know, a best estimates ever I mean years in now I kind of can say you know usually where the comfort zone of the client lies but the first question I always ask them is how much do you want to spend and when do you want to go in what's what's the ultimate goal that you have and even even now I don't always get a full answer so Oh, and, and a lot of time, I think that the chance is also people don't actually know, right? I mean, it's because <laughs> it's hard when you're doing something where you don't necessarily do it all the time. It's hard to know what things cost and it's hard to, it's easy to make assumptions and like, oh, this should be cheap, but then there's 20 things you don't consider and so on, right? So Yeah, all. I mean, that, that's one of the things why I've started my, my own consultancy as well, because I think people were, were lacking quite a lot in terms of that general overview, what's going on, where the money going, why did nobody told us, why did nobody explain to us? And that's why I took this role of actually sitting down with, with, with the clients, with these people spending all of the money 
on this house to make it absolutely beautiful and explaining to them this is what you need this is how it's going to work are you happy with this is this how you want it <laughs> yeah yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense so um from that point of view then like what, what was usually the most difficult things to control because obviously i mean you mentioned a lot of these different players and and a lot of these different inputs. Well, what did you usually find the most difficult thing to control? Um, I mean, to be fair, every product, every project is completely different, so it's it's hard to say what's the most you know most difficult thing to be controlled. I'd probably say again, it's it's the client or the client's wife uh, who usually <laughs> just comes in at the end of the job and suddenly wants to change half the building, uh, but. I don't think there is anything in particular that is ultra difficult. It's just right. how well was it communicated as an important matter from the start. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And yeah, like like management, I mean, I, I always say communication is the most important thing we do as, as humans, not just in management, but also in life itself, right? So so definitely communication skills is, is one of the things I spend most time talking about with clients and teaching clients and so on, because in any management role, it's so critical, right? But obviously the more players, the more people, the more moving parts involved, the more important it gets. So that's, yeah, that makes definitely. sense. I mean, you know, communication and communication can, can be two different things. So it, it does happen occasionally that, you know, people think they're communicating well, whereas you actually have no idea what they're talking about. But at the same time, it's, it's you know, I, I'd like to believe that it's a little bit like working with the designers. You have to kind of understand what's going on. Working with architects, interior designers, sometimes famous, sometimes people who work with really big personas. It's a little bit of an ego fight in the background. It's about, you know, who, who's more important, what's going on. And at the end of the day, they don't really care whether this project is going to go well or not, because it's just one of the projects they are on. But if I'm, if I'm managing a project for the client, for me, it's the most important element if this project goes well. So it's a little bit of understanding of who's who, how do they think? How do you approach them to get the results you want? So it's also, I don't want to call it a manipulation because it's probably not one, but it's communicating in accordance with the need of whoever the other side is. Yep. I, I've said it many times, management is manipulation. And to a large degree, really, in most cases, it's about getting people to do the things you want them to do in the time they're working for you. And uh, I know sort of manipulation have a bad connotation, but I think fundamentally that that's what management is, right? I mean, a lot of the time you can have people that stand and stare at their phone for eight hours, or they can be doing amazing work for you for eight hours, and there's everything in between, right? And reality is in most cases, the better job people do, the better future they have, both with you, but also the more things they learn and so on, right? Whereas when you see people sitting, staring at their phone eight hours a day, they often don't learn a lot and gain a lot from it too bring with them onwards in life so no definitely I mean I'd like to believe that you know to be a good manager in terms of people skills you have to be able to see the best in people and pull that out of them and whether you do it by 
slightly manipulating their behavior or you know making sure that they do exactly how you want something done or whether you do it you know just by talking to them and and telling them you know what they can achieve and how well they could do i don't really see much of a difference I, I, one of the things I see is like a lot of the time I, I look at management also as being, it's about lifting people up. I think the world is so busy telling us what we can't do and why we suck and why we're not the prettiest person on the planet and all that kind of stuff, right? Whereas I, I think I think most people are missing a trick by simply not just helping people understand themselves better and really helping people just give them some confidence and you know show them you trust them and all this good stuff, which um again in my experience people people most people positively surprise you most of the time when you give them responsibility and ownership and when you give them opportunity to show you well you know one i'm one of the women in construction i constantly hear that you know i'm gonna struggle and it, it must be really difficult for me and you know how are you dealing with all these men? it's so heavily loaded industry with male domination and to be fair, I mean, other than all of these sayings, for the first 10 years of my career, when I used to work in a company, I was the only woman, but I was never really treated anyhow different just because I was a woman. I never really thought of that from, from this perspective. I was doing whatever I needed to do. And if someone was mean to me, obviously I was like, you know, fine, no problem, mate. I'm not helping you the next time round. We'll see how you're going to figure it out for yourself. But at the same time, I never really thought it's something bad. It's actually when I started to work on my own and, and I started to talk more of, to more people outside of the industry who look at it from a perspective, oh my God, it must be so hard. Well, I don't really see it that way. No. I, I think a lot of the time, like, again, when you look at construction, right, um, I, I think a lot of the natural skills is also you have a lot of these engineering types. So you, you have a lot of people who don't naturally communicate particularly well. And I, I think if you come in and have great skills in that area, again, people people see your value very quickly, right? And when people see your value, I mean, I've, I've been in the situation multiple times where you know, I've, I've been doing jobs where I was like half the age of everyone else around me and the likes. And, and I think when, when you, when people see your value and your, your drive and your willingness to do the right thing and so on, I, I, I feel in most cases there's, you're getting supported. Right. And obviously I'm not saying there's never any problems anywhere, but, but I, I think a lot of the time, exactly as you said, like people, people have expectations and the challenge is sometimes when you have expectations, if you have those expectations yourself, then you also see things in a different light that might actually make it a problem, even if it's not, right? I mean, to be fair, every industry has its, you know, pros and cons, right? You know, saying that the, you know, the construction industry is heavily male-dominated and you have to very hardly fight to, to get a good reputation and, uh, you know become a valuable person well so as corporate so as you know it so as any many 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 other industries so to be fair all, all of these i i call them biases where people think that you know it it must be really hard and for some reason people don't really see 
that this bit of saying it must be so hard for you this is actually what's hard because then you start to think about it as in well I never really thought it's hard but maybe this hard maybe that's why I'm struggling or maybe that's why I'm not happy or that's why my life is so difficult but to be fair well life is hard right everything can be hard it's all about finding the right way for us and and the path that that works for us yep yep love it love it i totally agree so some some of the things i love talking about is make mistakes we have made and failures we have made and so on what what's some of the worst you have experienced in your career so far well probably loads i mean god <laughs> the amount of money well my my background before i actually uh, started my my higher education in, in the construction field i've learned everything from my, my own mistakes so there's probably a lot of them on the way but one like we said uh, just before we started recording uh, one of the one of the biggest or the most painful mistakes was one of the projects that didn't go well and ended absolutely horrific where we ended up in the adjudication process with one of the clients and just to just to explain a little bit the adjudication process in the in the UK in the construction industry is basically one of the dispute alternative dispute resolution methods so in order to go into litigation and courts and judges and everything like that it's legally Uh, required to try and undertake one of the alternative dispute resolution methods first. Uh, the adjudication process is pretty much similar to adjudication. There's no judge. There is the adjudicator who's appointed by one of the professional bodies here in UK. Uh, and he basically listens to both of the sides. You get to explain whatever, whatever your point, point of view is. Uh, and he he decides who's right, who's wrong, and and who's who's got to pay the bill. So that was one of the most stressful times in my life. And and to be fair, it probably impacted me personally the most as well, because it was the time when I heard the most of the bad things about me, how uh, undereducated I was for the job, how I shouldn't have been doing this because everything that's gone wrong was my fault, and. I did take it very personally at the time, but to be fair, what came as a good thing out of it is I signed up to uni and I've graduated my second master's degree because of that. So I don't really see that as a massive failure, to be fair. Yeah. No, no. And, and I think that's the key thing. I mean, I think people always fear mistakes and fear failures a lot, right? But but reality is we learn a lot more from failures than we do from successes in general. So sometimes uh, bumping I mean, into yeah i i personally believe that you know we're all human we make mistakes and it's fine and it's not about the mistakes we make but it's about the process how do we get out of these mistakes and how do we deal with them and whether we learn from what we've done wrong so that the next time we do it differently but you know there is a bunch of people who keep doing the same mistakes over and over again never learn from them and it's quite sad to be fair because if you think about you know the failure in general it's meant to give us a little bit of a lesson so that we improve and if that doesn't happen then it's a little bit pointless exercise but hey ho yep 
totally agree on that one. Totally agree on that one. So what when you when you're working on a construction site again, like what what's some of the core management processes? Like how how do you actually make sure you have good communication with the staff, and how do you make sure that they're 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 motivated to do their job? What what what's the key processes you use to to ensure that? Well, let's start with I was always get I was always the one getting the coffee in the morning. <laughs> so for the first break, I would go to the coffee shop and come back with twelve cups of coffee. Uh, but to be fair, there's there's loads of things you know we we used to do as in I want to say you know joining the team together. But you know you know what I mean probably. So usually all the breaks that the guys have on site we would spend with them, so we could have a chat and a bit of a banter and a bit of a conversation in the background. How was your weekend? What was going on? And it kind of unites people. It makes them want to talk to you. It makes them want to be like more open in terms of, look, I'm really struggling with that task or would it be okay if we change this and that to something else? Because I think that would work better. It just builds a little bit of a less barrier between people. At least that's that's in my opinion. Uh, but this, you know, I don't think there's there's a golden rule for you know building authority and at the same time being a good manager. I just feel like it all takes time and it all takes you know trying, adjusting, trying again, changing something and trying again because there is loads of different people. There there are different teams depending on you know who who these people are, what what is their background, what is their story. They're going to react differently. So I probably done about it must be around hundred projects now. I, I counted last year and I was around ninety ninety six or something like that. So it must be around hundred nowadays. And I can't say that a single project was exactly the same as the other one. It's always you know slightly changing something along the line just to make sure that on this job this does not happen or something else doesn't happen or something happens better yeah that that makes a lot of sense and yeah i think you're totally right i mean that's one of the key things for me and again what i talk with people a lot about is building relationships right i mean because reality is people sometimes i have people that are like oh but i don't want to know my staff too well because i feel too friendly i can't be harsh to them and all this sort of stuff and obviously you need to figure yourself out and get to know yourself but but definitely, I mean, my my view is always the same. Basically, if if you build good relationship with people, you know, they're much more likely to go the extra mile for you. Like if you really need them a day to work some extra hours or something to finish something, like you're much more likely to see that happen if you actually have a great relationship with people, right? Um, exactly. I mean, this this is the factor that I call care, right? So if you care for the other side and you know, they didn't come on a Monday, not because they had a hard weekend and they're so hangover, they can't be bothered to jump on the bus, but something happened over the weekend. I don't know, the wife got sick or the cat died or whatever it might have been. And they just need this one day off to, you know, recuperate and, and just get back on the track. Fine, but at least you took care to understand what's happening rather than just, you know, assume that this is because they had a bad weekend and that's it and at the same time it works the other way around if they're 
didn't you ask them to care for you because you need something to 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 be done quicker faster different changed or whatever they do appreciate that and they return the favor or at least i'd like to believe that this is what happened in most cases let's say it that way (laughs) yeah 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 oh that's awesome that's awesome julia love 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 the way you're sharing your experience and yeah it's always i mean it's one of the things i always find a bit difficult because you see so many managers going through and learning everything from scratch and uh, curious like what, what kind of management training have you had beside the learning by doing have you had any training in the companies you work with or um to be fair my my, my training was i've seen it done really badly a few times and I always knew who I don't want to do. Uh, and if I had any management training, well, probably the answer is no. <laughs> I've got two master degrees in relation to the construction work and industry. But I don't really recall anybody, you know, giving us any any lessons in terms of, you know, human resources or management of people or leadership or anything around that. I happen to know nowadays quite a few people who are really good in what they do in terms of their leadership skills and and how their businesses operate in general. But I, yeah, in my experience, I've seen quite a few people doing it badly, and that's probably how I've learned what I don't want to be doing rather than what I should be doing. Yeah, I, I always say that the best teachers are the best bosses you've ever had and the worst bosses you've ever had because you learn what to do and what not to do. So that's uh, yeah. yeah, excellent, Julia. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, to be fair, it's it's quite it's quite interesting how you know we can learn from the bad experience as well. That basically, you know, if if somebody's doing something the way we hate being treated or you know something that we consider as as a bad behavior then how we pick up you know I'm never going to do that I'm never going to be like that when I run my own team so yeah that that's probably one of the the biggest lessons I took in in my career well thank you very much for joining me today Julia if people are eager to connect or get hold of you what's the best way to do so um, well, they can find me on, on most social media or they can have a look on my website, starproject.london and yeah, connect with me over there. Awesome. I'll make sure we include those details in the show notes. Thank you again very much for joining me today. That was fantastic. Thank you. And to the audience, thank you for hanging on all the way to the end. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.